Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on this Football Talk Friday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. I want to loop Phil Perry into the conversation we were just having. Phil Perry, our NBC Sports Boston Pats insider. Phil, how are you? I'm doing great, Brady. Ready to go down to Jersey, have some fun down there this weekend. Yeah, it should be a very interesting game against the Jets. But before we get to that, I got to say, this doesn't feel, we're just having this conversation, this doesn't feel like tabloid stuff to me. This feels partially realistic. Tom Brady just threw away his marriage for football. He's clearly not retiring. He's a free agent at the end of the year and can go anywhere. Mac is in the doghouse. There is at least a plausible path for Brady to return to New England, isn't there not? Uh, I would say from a football perspective, yes. Right, like there is a a scenario in which the Patriots are willing to look for a veteran quarterback who could help them compete if they feel like Mac Jones by the end of his second season, just plain and simple, isn't the guy. With that particular veteran quarterback, I would say the odds are about as close to zero as I will ever say with anything Patriots related. I'm always the guy, Brady, who says, Never say never when it comes to Bill Belichick. Never say never when it comes to the Patriots. They always do what you don't think they will do. I just really can't see this one because it goes all the way up to ownership. Now, maybe ownership would would love to bring back Brady and all that it would do for the fan base and maybe do for his image as, as somebody who fans may still think of as the guy who didn't work hard enough to keep Brady around. I just think there's there's been enough in the in terms of closure with that whole deal that it would strike me it would strike me as borderline impossible to reopen it. See, I think everybody would be and I'm usually the guy that shuts down things right away. So you and I are in reverse here. I I think everybody would love this except Belichick. I think the fans would would, would eat it up. I think it would yeah. help Robert Kraft right or wrong. I think everybody would be okay with this except Belichick. I'm with you there. So if they if they have to, and I I shouldn't say I'm completely with you there. I'm not sure Robert would be a hundred percent in on that. Hmm. Um, but that being said, does Bill does Bill Belichick have to be removed from the equation in order to make something like if we just continue this hypothetical even further? Um, maybe he does. And if they lose enough games this year, is that a possibility? Yeah. Maybe it is. I just find all of it together, all of those pieces of that equation, I, I find them more unlikely than likely. I guess I'll ask my last question on Brady here because a texter asked me where else I think Brady could go if not New England in free agency. Would you think that Brady could end up in Vegas with McDaniels? Would you find that to be more realistic? Sure, I could see that. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, what we do know is that commitment they made to Derek Carr wasn't really all that strong a commitment with how they reworked his contract. It, it felt like a, we've got this year together and we'll see how it goes type of contract adjustment for Carr. So I could see that. I think really anywhere Brady goes, he's going to be the coordinator and assistant head coach or assistant to the head coach <laughs> or, you know, slash GM as well. So if he continues playing anywhere he goes, he's going to have a lot of power. Uh, the McDaniels reunion would be fascinating to me. Again, though, 
I'm not sure Josh McDaniels would necessarily be 100% all in on that because if he's not thrilled with Derek Carr and you're him, aren't you looking to build long-term towards whatever your future is as a team? You know, if you get Brady, that's an all-in kind of move, and if it doesn't work out, he might be washed out of Vegas in two years. So there's risk with this. Well, a fascinating conversation I'm sure we'll continue to have through the offseason, but we're talking with Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston, our Patriots insider. Let's talk about the now Patriots. Let's talk about Mac. I know the word fair doesn't really apply in big business or in pro sports, but do you think what is being done to Mac Jones right now is fair? I think it's really difficult to expect a young quarterback, even one who is beyond his years in terms of his football IQ, which is what everyone would have told you over the course of the last 12 months or so. I think it's really difficult to expect that a young quarterback is going to go through two seasons in two new offenses and not experience some significant growing pains somewhere along the way. Add into the fact that the second offense that he's now working in is different from the first. The language is different. The coaching staff is obviously different and inexperienced relative to uh, offensive quarterbacks, coaches, and play callers around the NFL. And there should be an expectation that this wasn't going to always look pretty. Now, has it, wor- has it looked even worse than that through three-plus games? I think there's an argument for that, just given the number of turnovers. But I would also say it is just three-plus games, three games and three drives into his second offense here. And there should be a little bit more patience afforded to him. I think that would be fair if he had a little bit more leeway, but it does not feel like he has that right now, Brady, given everything we've heard from Bill Belichick and given how we've seen Bill Belichick, never mind what he says at the podium, how we've seen him handle the position over the last week. You know, I- I, I'm now fearful of what's of what Mac is going to do on Sunday. I, I I'm like really nervous for how he's going to play. I picture him now playing scared and looking over his shoulder and not taking chances that might be there. I picture him, uh, you know, just just playing nervous and having happy feet and trying to do too much and turning it over. Like I, I have worst case scenario vibes for Sunday. Are you talking me down on this one, or are you in the same camp with me? I will say this. I don't think you're wrong to have those fears. I I do think this was a risk that Bill Belichick took, not only with how he handled the position on Monday, I think specifically how he handled his press conference on Thursday. Because think about this, Brady. All the questions he got about the quarterback situation for weeks, every time he heard one of those, he could lean on the fact that Mac Jones was hurt. And until Mac Jones is healthy... All of these questions are quote-unquote hypotheticals, and I ain't touching them. Okay, fine. Well, Mac Jones was removed entirely from the injury report. 36 hours, mind you, after he played his first action in three weeks with a high ankle sprain. Removed entirely from the injury report on Wednesday. On Thursday, we talked to Bill Belichick, and I'm expecting, because he's off the injury report, because we got the report from ESPN that he's starting on Sunday, that we would get a full-on commitment from Bill Belichick publicly saying, Max, our quarterback moving forward. I don't want to talk about it the rest of the year. Max, our guy. We're rolling with Mac. The same way he said those things about Cam Newton in 2020. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I get it if he doesn't feel like Mac Jones has earned those things, Brady, but the risk is if Mac Jones doesn't get the commitment that he feels he deserves and you turn him into a psychological puddle because you're refusing to commit to him, your team may be worse off for it for the reasons you mentioned, bad mistakes, too tentative, too aggressive, however it impacts him. Your team is worse off, and if it continues to trend in the wrong direction, well, now you're talking about a wasted first-round pick and starting over at the quarterback position. That is a scary place to be. The Jets are 5-2. and two. They're demonstrably better than they were a year ago, particularly on defense, but they have a lot of injuries. They have their own questions at quarterback, and that Zach Wilson, although he has the support of his head coach, he's not playing particularly well in this season right now. What do you see from the Jets overall heading into Sunday? Yeah, their offense shouldn't scare the Patriots. This should be a big game for this Patriots defense, and they're they're going to the Patriots going to need it to be a big game for their defense because this is a really tough spot for the Patriots offense. I think the Jets defense is legit. Now you could look at their recent opponents, and four of the last five teams they've played have been running backup quarterbacks out onto the field, and so that's going to help any defense's numbers statistically. I understand that, but I think they have real talent not only in the secondary with Sauce Gardner. But up front, they are scary, man. You know, between Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers and Sheldon Rankins, I mean, they have they have real players. They have real talent up front. And your Patriots offense that's now without David Andrews, and that, that would bother me, Brady. I think it's going to be hard for them to score. Phil Perry, Pat's insider, NBC Sports Boston, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Trade deadline is Tuesday, and you've kind of been out front of the Patriots' trade deadline reports. You've got that the Pats are getting calls on all their wide receivers, not named Tyquan Thornton. And I think it was either you or Doug Kide that also threw in Jabril Peppers into the mix as well. Um, you know, I. I think if the Patriots weren't a team that I liked, I'd probably advocate for that team to sell. But because I like the Patriots and I want to see them win, I'm advocating for them to either buy or stand pat. What do you think they should and will do? I think there's a real case to be made that they should be sellers if they lose to the Jets. I do not believe that Bill Belichick will do that. I just don't think it's in his DNA. I think the closest you'll ever get to an admission of a down year is what we heard from him in 2020 where it's COVID, it's Cam Newton, it's a mess, and you're telling everybody to, I believe it was Charlie Weiss on Sirius XM Radio, that this is a reset year for your cap. That, to me, you get you get one of those every couple decades if you yeah. tell Belichick. I think that was his one. So I don't see him selling. I think I would because I'm a big believer in the draft and building through the draft, and they've actually had a few pretty good drafts here. They're going to have to have another two or three before before they, you know, you know, I think start thinking about Super Bowl contention. But I, I don't foresee that happening. I, I do think if they do anything in, tem- in terms of selling Brady, it will be with guys that aren't critical to the foundation of the team. I would include Isaiah Wynn in that conversation. I would include Nelson Aguilar in that conversation. I would include Damian Harris in that conversation. Mm. I like Damian Harris. I think he's important to their backfield to help keep Ramondre Stevenson fresh, but it's clear to me which of those two guys is the healthier and better player. And so if you can get anything for those guys, I think you could get some compensation back and still not ruin your season. Well, I just I don't want him to trade Jacoby Myers. I acknowledge that the the fumble he had on Monday night absolutely set the train wreck in motion right there before the end of the first half, but Jacoby Myers is my guy. I need him to stay, Phil. I'm with you. I think that would be a mistake because I would do everything that I can, you know, barring something crazy, trying to give him a, you know, a, a market-setting contract 
to, to just make sure that you keep him around for the foreseeable future. This is the last year on his deal. They picked up his restricted free agent tender. He's only made $4 million. If you're him, you have to try to go out and get the best deal possible. And maybe the Patriots look at that, and they're not usually ones to set the market. They've done it before. They did it with Guskowski, and they did it with Mankins, and they gave Brady his money, even though people feel like, you know, he took less than he could have, which he did at times. But he, but they, they paid him at different points as well. I, I don't see them doing that for Jacoby Myers. I, but I, I would really work hard if I'm Bill Belichick to make sure that you do because he does everything you want. He's yeah. the perfect example of what a Patriot should be. Undrafted, turned himself into a real player. He blocks his ass off. He catches everything. He understands how to get open. I, I just think he is a critical piece for them moving forward. But I would fear that he's not around come 2023. Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston. Big game for the Pats Sunday at 1 against the Jets. Phil, enjoy it. Look forward to pregame live on NBC Sports Boston on Sunday at noon, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. Always good to talk to you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.